following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exciting episode right here inside the Jackal's Head, live on this beautiful Thursday evening, October 1st, 2020. And yes, folks, the first debate is in the books, and we're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, I want to welcome everybody listening in worldwide, whether you're listening from the U.S., overseas, somewhere like, say, in the U.K., hell, you might be in uh, somewhere in the continent of Africa, uh, somewhere uh, that doesn't have a Jamaica or India built into it. Into it. Uh, you might be listening on uh, in Russia. I'd be listening uh, somewhere over in the Antarctic. It doesn't matter what part of the planet you're listening on or listening from. Thank you for joining us tonight. And even if you're out there somewhere in space, in Alpha Centauri, on Mars, Saturn, maybe on Uranus, I don't know. Wherever you're coming in from tonight and you're here listening, thank you so much for spending your time with me. And it's going to be a fun couple hours. Got no guests. But I have a bunch of clips, and uh, some of these clips are right off the hot presses. Got some news for you. And uh, some of the clips are dealing directly with, yes, the big debate. Finally, it happened. Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Debate number one. And I'll tell you what, I was surprised by a couple things. Not shocked by a whole lot. And I'm going to give you my honest opinion uh, this is uh, uncut, unedited, unscripted. I haven't taken notes on this. i just seen the debate now twice. I saw it live, and I saw it again um, on YouTube. Uh, actually, I saw it uh, earlier today as I was rendering a video. I was watching it earlier today, and I saw it for the second time. And my second viewing was more powerful than the first. It, it, this is funny because this happens a lot with like uh, regular movies when you watch them the first time. You're like, you know, you know, not regular. Like I'm talking about like really good movies, like a Christopher Nolan movie or or something along those lines. You know, like one of the good directors. When you watch one of their movies and uh, you sit there and you see it for the first time, sometimes you're like, my God, so much happened. I got to see this again. And that's how movies get repeat viewers, and you get, like, I don't know, somewhere along the line, sometimes a 15, 20 uh, repeat viewings of the movie's really good. I remember back in 1999, before the internet was the big thing, I saw, and now some of you are going to laugh, and some of you might not, but I physically went and saw The Phantom Menace about 20 times in theaters. Yes, folks, I saw... Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, in theaters over 20 times. Now, some of you might be saying, well, Angel, uh, that might be enough for me not to like take your politics too serious. 
as that was one of the prequels and a very loved one. But I'll tell you what, when that movie first came out, everybody loved it at first. Everybody I saw it with was like, this is the best thing ever. And then, of course, when they started hitting the internet and the internet became, became more and more popular, a year or so, I would say a few months, it started getting a little bit of critique, um, negative critique. Uh, but then it got more and more heavy as the internet became bigger and bigger as the naysayers came out in droves and they all tried to pick apart the movie but the funny thing is the movie still scored what a half a billion dollars at the box office uh maybe more i think um, close to a billion i think uh, at this point worldwide so given you know the box office total it's safe to say that the movie uh, did resonate well with the audience at the moment it came out, which is, you know, funny considering we're going to talk about politics tonight, and that movie's, you know, heavy in politics, but why is it something that is kind of relevant? Uh, here's why. Both are dealing with politics, both have, uh, a, you know, an older politician who wants to take over. The emperor. It's Joe Biden. Okay, and what does one do when they want to take over? They come at you with a a smile, a friendly gesture. Hey, you can count on me. I'm your buddy. I'm your friend. I'm your pal. I'm Uncle Joe. And he gives you that fake smile, right? That's Joe Biden. A person sometimes who gets mistaken as uh, maybe the bad guy turns out to be the good guy in the Phantom Menace case uh, at the end of the uh, the day and uh, when you look at the prequels uh, and you look at Star Wars in general uh, the Empire from their point of view looked at the good guys as the bad guys, the Republic right? and they wanted to knock the Republic down that was the whole purpose of the empire. The empire being the Democratic Party and the Republic being the capitalist United States Republic that we have now. So it's easy to compare the two. George Lucas, by the way, he was he was a brilliant uh and he still is, he's alive. So I'm not saying like he's dead or anything, but he's a, a brilliant uh filmmaker when it comes to details, especially in politics. Say what you want to say about his uh, use of CGI, Jar Jar Binks, whatever. Look at the way he wrote the movie, and look at what's happening today. 20 years later, we're having pretty much the Phantom Menace happening in, in, in our exact footsteps. This is what's happening, folks. Jar Jar Binks was the person who eventually gave ultimate power in the uh, Revenge of the Sith movie to the Emperor. Remember? And he made, literally, Palpatine the Emperor. Jar Jar Binks, in this case, would be... Drumroll, please. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Annoying, right? Pretends to be good, pretends to be a friend. At the end, she's the one that gives the ultimate power to the bad guys. Now... Who are the good guys? Who are the rebels? The Rebel Alliance? That's us. That's the people going against the Empire. Trying to stick up for our Republic. Trying to stick up for our country, for our land, for our freedoms. 
for our constitution, for our for our, ourselves. While they're trying to take every bit of it away. And they've been doing so for decades. If we, you know, have either turned a blind eye or we just simply didn't care. I don't know what the, the exact uh, reasoning behind a lot of this uh, being allowed to happen happened. But it's uh, something that's been going on for, again, a couple of decades now. If you look at uh, the way that uh, sports was infiltrated, if you look at the way that um, Hollywood has been uh, completely taken over, and, you know, this is something that back in the, the 30s, 40s, and 50s, if you were even accused of being remotely associated with socialists or, or with anybody that was a communist, you would be completely thrown out of Hollywood. Now it's embraced. Why? Because the socialists and the communists went in, took over, the Marxists went in, took over, and they did it by becoming producers, filmmakers, billionaires, owners of studios. I mean, this is exactly why when George Lucas, after he sold the Lucasfilms franchise to Walt Disney, months later... He said, pretty much that it was a mistake. He came on and said that little did he know that he was pretty much selling his company to slave owners. And he got a lot of heat back then when he made that statement because Disney was like, ah, dude, you can't say that. But he meant it, and it was true. Walt Disney, the Disney Corporation, uh, you know, is not the same place that Walt Disney, rest in peace, left behind. This is a completely different company. This company is about power. It's about monopoly. And that's a board game. But they want to own everything. That's why they buy everything out. They're about expanding agendas. Whether it be social justice warrior agenda, gender, uh, gender politics, cancer culture. This is all they're about. Warner Brothers is another one that's doing it. Time Warner. They're all about pushing these agendas, these heavy social justice warriors agendas, these heavy gender politics, indoctrinating the youth with complete nonsense. And it keeps happening over and over and over again. Not like in The Phantom Menace, you know, you have your your bad guys and you have your heroes. And I can go down the list comparing who's who and what's what. But the bottom line is here, we have Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. And we're about a month away from electing the person who's going to lead us into the future or take us back into the past. And when I say take us back into the past, I'm talking about the Obama years, the regulation-filled uh, uh, corporations that they couldn't stay in business here so they would leave to other countries because that's really what Obama and uh, his eight years and the Bush years gave to this country. They made it so people didn't you know, want to stay here and, and keep growing their, their large corporations here because it was too expensive. So they would go to India and other places. That's why you, you would hear uh, phone calls for like say a corporation like Comcast or uh, some big corporation will call you and, and 
you know that the, the calls being routed through like India when the guy's like, yes, my name is Bob and I'm here calling you from Xfinity Comcast. And you're like, uh, what part of uh, the US here, Bob? Uh, you from? And they're like, oh, I'm from uh, Kansas City or Miami. Uh, really? And your name is Bob? Yes. I mean, that's happened to me countless times. And then, you know, sometimes you get honest people who are like, well, we're actually from India. We're, you know, we're a call center, and, which is cool. You know, they're, they're cool about it. And, you know, you're, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to outsource certain companies. I understand that. But at the same time, we have to take care of our own. And while outsourcing is great, hey, how about this? Let them have their own companies, their own corporations. Let them build for themselves while we build for ourselves. And the way we, we've been doing that the last uh, three and a half years with uh, the first three years of Trump, you know, building the economy from what was left of the eight years of abomination. We were doing really good in this country. In fact, I would say, you know, Trump says it all the time. Well, it was the best three years the economy's ever had. I don't know about that, but it was definitely the best three years that I've ever had. Economically, why the first two years? I mean, I was doing fantastic. Then, you know, my health uh, and uh, Wells Fargo kind of screwed me out of my house, and my health screwed me out of uh, being able to work the last year and a half. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, 2016, I, you know, I was doing okay, and at the end of the year, I started doing a little bit better. 2017, I had a fantastic economic year. When uh, Trump took over and he started doing the, the, you know, regulation cuts and and all the things he started uh, pushing forward, I saw my own, you know, the companies I was working for making a, you know, fist over a dollar. They were breaking the money that they weren't doing before. So I saw firsthand in the retail outlet, you know, market, how things boomed up as soon as Trump took over. A lot of my friends, their stock markets, uh, you know, went to the roof with dealing stocks. I personally don't do stock. Uh, it's just never been, you know, something that I'm good at. So I don't, I'm kind of a chicken chair when it comes to that kind of thing. I really am. I don't know what stock to buy. I'm not too much into it. But I do have friends who, you know, are heavily, heavily investors. And they tell me, yeah, man, the first two years... Uh, with Trump, were fantastic. You know, three years were just uh, we were doing great. The economy was booming. You know, we we had lower unemployment rates. I mean, everybody was at work. What happened? Well, China allowed the uh, as I have you know, and I'm not the only one, but I as as me, President Trump, and a bunch of others, uh, you know, coined it. Uh, or, you know, friendly, uh, call it the Kung Flu. When China unleashed the Kung Flu on the rest of us, it, well, that kind of made it hard to continue that economy. And Trump did something that was very tough to do. He shut the entire economy down. He didn't want to do it. He had to do it. And when he was, you know, uh, and I've said it over and over again, when he was shutting down flights back in late January... Joe Biden was saying, oh, you're xenophobic. You're a racist. Nancy Pelosi said it. Uh, Elijah Cummings said it. Uh, John Lewis said it. 
let's see, AOC was saying it. The fraud squad all said that he's racist and xenophobic for shutting down flights. Uh, that China doesn't mean any harm. China is eating our lunch, guys. They've been doing it for decades. Okay, this is nothing new. China's been having this country wrapped around its fingers for decades. What do you think all the major sports outlets are all you know doing this uh, bullshit kneeling against the flag? Because they're all sold out to China. LeBron James is a sellout to China. Okay, that's a fact. These these, these guys are completely sold out to the enemy. The media is sold out to the enemy. And nothing was clearer than the fact that the debate was held with a moderator by Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace, who also moderated the 2016 debate, in the GOP debates. I don't know if you guys remember that. He's a, he's a leftist. Chris Wallace, yeah, he works for Fox. And they're like, well, he's a, he's a Fox guy. Doesn't matter. He's a socialist, Democrat, leftist. We all know this. Fox is very bipartisan. They have both sides. And they have them present. And they have their shows. Unlike CNN, which is all left-wing... MSNBC, which is all left-wing, CBS, which is all left-wing, ABC, that is all left-wing. You know, these major networks are all sold out to the left. Fox is kind of the only one that kind of plays in the middle a little bit. Uh, but funny enough, they've gotten a little bit more you know, ra- radicalized than the social left uh, since uh, Lucasfilms uh, mastered Walt Disney and the Disney Corporation bought the Fox Studios. Now, they didn't buy Fox News, but they bought more stock into Fox News, and they bought the studios they owned, which is to, uh, 20th Century Fox, which, by the way, they did that to get the rights for Star Wars more than anything else, they said. But that's a, that's a completely different story. If you don't know how that goes, uh, they didn't have the distribution rights to Star Wars or the TV rights that was owned by Fox and Time Warner, and they were able to get at least the ability to distribute the films now and get the original cuts of Star Wars, or the original movies, and uh, now it's owned by Disney. They still don't have the TV rights, because that was owned by uh, TNT at the time. They bought, you know, one of the things that Ted Turner did uh, years ago, which is very smart, he made a deal with uh, George Lucas that he would give him X amount of money to be able to run Star Wars every year on TNT on you know every holiday. So when you were a kid and you grew up watching Star Wars on TNT, that's the reason why they brokered a deal. There was a lifetime deal. The only thing that would break that deal is if they stopped airing Star Wars for a certain amount of time, and then there was a loophole, and they'd be able to get it back. So every once in a while, you see Star Wars popping up on TNT just to fill that timeline. I think somewhere Disney's still trying to work that out because if they can buy that back, then they can put Star Wars the original trilogy on Disney's, you know, the Disney Channel, for example, and they'll have the TV rights. As it sits now. They have the rights uh, to do that for the sequel trilogy, which nobody liked. Uh, so you're not gonna probably see that. So they're probably gonna end up, if anything, working on that. But Disney's in trouble. All these major corporations are in trouble. Why? Because of the lockdowns. And 
you're talking about Disney. How could they be in trouble? They have trillions and trillions of dollars. It takes a lot of money to run the parks. It also doesn't take much, I guess, to shut it down. I'm not sure how that works because they still have to have some kind of rights and stuff going on. And I'm sure there are people under the uh, the, the floors, in the uh, under the, uh, the the roads of the Disney uh, Corporation that are keeping the power going somewhere in there. And uh, I know they're limiting uh, now the, the ability to open up some of these theme parks and whatnot. Uh, so they're, they're slowly going to start getting back into business, but it's going to be a long time before they fully have, you know, uh, the the same numbers that they had a few years ago. But with that said, Disney has made so much money that they could overcome overcome that, and and uh, they're now they're playing in the, in the streaming world, which that's going to bring them a whole lot of uh, money over the years. So I mean, they're they're, they're going to be okay. I'm not worried about Disney. I'm worried about movie theater companies like AMC, Regal Cinema. That I'm worried about. But getting back to the debates and getting back to the way things look, if you notice what I mentioned here with all the major corporations and TV outlets and news media, they're all geared towards the left. So we had the first debate with Chris Wallace as a moderator. Now, it was just announced... And this is amazing that they, they announced this. That they are actually allowing this. Um, and I'm look. I'm gonna look up her name. I had it here, but um, somewhere along the lines, it went away. But they just announced the name of the second moderator. And guess what? Another leftist. Another person that works. Or actually, I think this one actually worked for the Obama administration, or Hillary's uh, cult, or whatever. So a direct person involved with the Hillary campaign. So let me get this straight. So at no point is this going to be fair debates. It's all going to be two against one. And and brilliantly, Trump called that out in the debate. He said, oh, so I'm debating you and him. Or you and not him. Because really, at one point, it's like Trump was debating Chris Wallace and Biden was just quiet. And people expect Trump not to get upset. Not to get mad. Not to interrupt. He was interrupted more by Wallace than he interrupted Biden. I mean, it was constant from the very beginning. Not only that, he was literally asked the same question that they asked him in uh, 2016 about white supremacy. How many times does Donald Trump have to answer about white supremacy in the KKK? He's repeatedly been asked to denounce them and, and to you know trash them, and he's done it over and over and over and over. I mean, at some point, guys, come on, let's let's just be real here. I mean, it, it, words are words, whether he means it or not. Who gives a shit at this point? You just keep asking the same shit over to make him look bad. Because if you keep bringing it up, you keep feeling this stupid narrative that, oh, he's a racist. So if he doesn't answer it exactly the way you want it, you have something to spin. It's ridiculous. And here we are with the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys are not the KKK. They're not neo-Nazis. They're a bunch of, like, dudes who 
really have caused no violence, no uh, structural damage, no killing. What the Proud Boys have done, they stood around and made sure that Antifa, which, by the way, Joe Biden, is a real thing, no matter how much you and Jerry Nadler want to deny it, which, by the way, that's going to be part of their play, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. Um, the Proud Boys have done nothing but try to help to make sure the cities are not being burned down. Because after a while, when you start seeing all these cities burned down, you're like, holy crap, man. Like, who's, if the police can't do something about this, who can? And that's where the Proud Boys came out. And in fact, I saw interviews with a bunch of them when they were like trying to start shit up again in Portland, and they were like, no, it ain't happening. A bunch of the Proud Boys went out there. A few of them were from Portland, Oregon. And they said, listen, we were born and, and bred here. And we're tired of seeing these groups being, you know, bust out here just to destroy the infrastructure of the, the city and state that we grew up and love. And these guys are not even from here. They're being brought here. Okay? That Joseph uh, uh, Rosenbaum, the guy who got shot by Kyle Rittenhouse a few weeks ago, right? He was bust there. He's not from that area. He's not from Kanisha. Antifa is being funded and bust to these locations to cause riots and mass panic. And they're doing it because they're a domestic terrorist organization. They're being funded by George Soros, by Mike Bloomberg, by the elitist left. Folks, this is not a joke. This is not a drill. This is reality. This is what's happening. This is the truth. The left mob are destroying this country for the election. They are pretty much pinning you against the one saying, you vote for our guy or we're going to tear this shit down and burn you in it. And if you do, if you do vote for our guy, we're still going to burn this shit down, but we might let you live. That's what they're telling you. Either way, the game is on and they want to destroy this country. The only thing we can do as people is to stand by, like Trump said. Don't cause mass panic. Don't go in there trying to destroy uh, people or, or kill people. No, just stand by. Go vote in person. I'm voting in person. Look, I have health issues. If you listen to my show, you know that I've had health issues for a long time. But what do I do? I move on. I move forward. I continue on. And I'm going to go and vote November 3rd, probably as sooner if I can, if they allow me to, to go in and vote and not try to kick me out for being a Trump supporter. One way I'm doing, uh, one thing I'm doing is I'm not going in with any Trump memorabilia I don't have or anything. I'm just going to go in and vote. I mean, I look uh, like I could go either way on that one. I could be either Dem Democrat or Republican. Uh, you really can't tell with me because of the way I, I dress and my glasses and, you know, I tend to dress kind of, uh, well, I grew up in the hood. Sometimes I go out and I dress kind of like a, like a hoodie type of dude. You know, I wear my hoodie, I wear my saggy pants. I'm not a clean-cut Republican or conservative. The funny thing is, I'm independent. I'm not either or. I am voting for Trump. And I will never vote for Democrats again. Because I've seen the evil of the ways that is coming from that party and folks they are trying to destroy this country 
and I might be independent, I might never join the Republican Party, but for right now, I'm voting from the very top to the bottom of that ballot, all Republican. And as many of uh, the names that I might know that are pro-Trump, those are the ones that are getting my vote first. If I'm allowed to vote against Nancy Pelosi, God damn it, I'm going to do that. If I'm allowed to vote against Gavin Newsom or, or Andrew Cuomo or whoever's on the ballot, I'm voting against them. I don't care who runs against them. Because these people are evil. They don't care about you. They care about inflating the numbers of the Kung Flu. They care about keeping you locked down, keeping you scared, burning down the buildings. You know why they're burning a lot of these these big buildings and destroying statues and all kinds of stuff? Not just to give you the, the fear tactic of what's happening. But the Green New Deal is going to need land to build on, right, once they... They get their way because that's really what a lot of this is about. They want to push that Green New Deal, which would completely cost, like Trump said, about a hundred trillion dollars, which we don't have. Okay, no, no country has that kind of that kind of money, so that it's an impossible number. But you do need land to build shit on, right? So, uh, say Biden steals the election and he wins. Well, look at that. Now you have all this land to build on. And they can start building right away. Right? But what's going to happen there? Where's the money going to come from? The money's going to be gone. So none of this shit's going to get built anyway. And all you so-called millionaires, you you rich uh, fucks who think that they have your best interest at heart and they're gonna, you're going you're gonna to vote blue, they're going to tax you 90 to 100%. Think about that. If you make a million dollars and you text 100%, how much do you actually take home? Do the simple math. How much do you take home? If you make $90,000 and you work your ass off for 90 grand and they tax you 100%, how much are you taking home? They're talking about spreading wealth, but how far does that go? Because if you're spreading the wealth, and then everybody's going to be poor. That's what they want. They want a third world economy. They want a third world country. They want Venezuela on a much larger scale because it'll outsource other resources to other countries. They are doing nothing for it. This is not about taking care of America on the left side. This is about destroying America and spreading us to the rest of them. And this is why it's very important to go vote and keep our borders secure, keep the military strong, refund the police, not defund them, refund them, make sure they're getting the right training, the right people. We cannot let the emotions of a couple of black people that get killed by bad actions of bad cops or by their own stupid doing to let an entire population, which is a minority in this country, start an uprising Okay, to, that goes along with another uprising they've been in, the, in cahoots with for years just to make a movement to destroy our country. I'm sorry, but look, George Floyd was a scumbag. Straight up, he was a scumbag. 
that uh, the other guy, uh, Jacob Blake, scumbag. The guy in Atlanta who got shot at the Wendy's, scumbag. These guys all have one thing in common. Criminal records, long list of criminal records, abuse on women, drugs, gun violence. Uh, hell, Floyd did, uh, did time in prison. Domestic battery on a woman who was pregnant, and he robbed her and stole her jewelry. He did time in prison for that. Uh, he, he's not, he wasn't a good guy. We're not talking about Saint Floyd here. We're talking about a scumbag who did awful things. Did he deserve to die? The day he did? No. But he was under arrest. He was resisting arrest. He caused a situation. He was also high off his ass, drinking, uh, doing God knows what else, passing fake $20 bills, had another dude in the car, probably selling him drugs. I don't know what the hell was going on. But the guy was not a good, clean dude. So when the guy gets, you know, his life ends, am I supposed to cry for him and burn cities down? No, fuck him. He brought it on himself. Jacob Blake is paralyzed. He brought it on himself. He was arrested for domestic violence against his girlfriend. Cops were placing him under arrest. He said, fuck no, I'm going to my car, I'm getting a weapon. He walks over to his car. The cops follow him. Tell him to stand down, stand down, stand down. He kept walking, resisting arrest, reaches into the car. What are you supposed to do if you're the cops? Are you supposed to stand there and let him shoot you or kill you with a knife? Is that what's happening now? Because that is simply idiotic behavior, folks. It's stupid. But this is the narrative the left pushes to make him the victim and the cops the bad guys. The media likes to play the cops, and I said it over and over again, they like to play the cops like they're from another world. They're not here uh, because they're humans. Police officers are like you and me, they're everyday people. They decided to join the force because they wanted to make a difference. I know police officers. I've had them in my family. I've had friends. I've had issues with them. I got beat up by a cop when I was a teenager. And it had nothing to do with me being Latino. It had everything to do with my dad because the cops, they don't like my dad. So they pulled me over in my firebird and beat the shit out of me. It happens. Doesn't mean all cops are bad. I remember going to the James Earl Knight Center as a kid with my dad and a, and a buddy of mine, and we were short like by 30 or 40 bucks to get in to see the NWA, not the rap group, but the wrestling, uh, National Wrestling Alliance. They were at the James Earl Knight Center, and they were um, they had Ric Flair, a bunch of like the big names were there. And I, I was a kid. I was a wrestling fan. I really wanted to go. My buddy wanted to go. My dad wanted to go. And when we went, the tickets were, the only ones that were left were like super expensive. We didn't have enough money. A cop gave my dad and wrote him a check for the difference. He said, here, happy holidays. We're two months away from Christmas. A cop did that. And we got to see pro wrestling because of a police officer who didn't have to do that. He was just standing around. He saw how disappointed me and my friend were. And 
Even my dad was kind of like, well, you guys want to go in? I'll stay out now, and I won't go in. My dad was even contemplating that. And the cop was like, nah, don't worry about it. 40 bucks here, I'll hook you up. And he hooked us up. That's a nice guy. And we were Latino. My dad didn't speak a word of English, and this is an American white guy. I'll never forget that, because that was a really cool gesture by a guy who didn't have to do that. Okay? The guy who, the cop who beat me up was a Latino cop. Go figure. I'm a Latino. He was a Latino. He decided to beat me up. I couldn't hit him because he's a cop. That's a, that's another thing. You know why I didn't get shot? Because I didn't hit him. If I strike back, he's going to pull his gun out and he's going to shoot me. I knew better, even as a teenager. And what I see on video, it's it's amazing. I see some of the dumbest motherfuckers alive getting into arguments and fights with the police. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Why would you get into a fist fight with a law enforcement officer who's there to serve and protect? How does that serve and protect and help anybody? But some of these idiots who get pulled over do that on a constant basis. And when I see some of the footage coming in, I'm like, why would you do something that retarded? Why would you go in and fight two police officers? You you, you fall asleep behind a wheel at a Wendy's. The cop is being nice. You're being polite. He's being polite. Nobody's been rude. Nobody's, you know, uh, failed to respect you as a person or anything like that. But yet the moment he says, okay, well, you filled the, the, the alcohol test. You were drinking and driving. That's a DUI. You have a warrant out for your arrest. I got to place you under arrest. The moment he said that, the guy, you know, he went apeshit and started, like, beating the cops up. The two of them. He, he, he looked at it. Now, if, if you guys don't know, some people, when they get drunk or they're high out of something, they, get, they tend to get a little stronger than they normally are. I think that's what happened there. So this guy in Atlanta beat the two cops up, grabs the, the taser of one of them, starts running away. What's the cop supposed to do? Say, well, you know what? Uh, let, you know, let him go. Let's just uh, go home and we'll, don't worry about it. He has to chase him. He has to get the weapon back. He doesn't know if it's his stun gun or if it's the, the other cop's gun. He doesn't know what's going on. He just knows the guy took a weapon and ran. And as he's running after him, he points it back, point blank at his face and shoots it. Luckily, he missed because they're both running and the motion made him miss. But say he hits the cop in the face with a taser, he kills him automatically. I mean, the the, the electricity will, will kill him, or at least you know severely brain damage him. So at that point, now you're defending your life. For that, the cop might get you know murder charges because he had to shoot somebody who just attempted murder on him. That's ridiculous, folks. But that's the nature of the beast we're dealing with right now. And the media has made that okay. The mayors that are all Democrats in these cities have made that, made that okay. Keisha Lawrence Bottoms, who's the mayor of Atlanta, made that okay. She arrested the police. She condemned the police. Then they burned the Wendy's down because they, they called the police. So the, the Wendy's had to go. Costing jobs. Could have cost lives. They burned the shit down. Who did that? Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They're on record doing that. But they're a part of our imagination, according to, uh, to Joe Biden and uh, Jerry Nadler. You know, they, they don't exist. 
it's all part of the plan. That's all this is, folks. And now I'm going to get to some of the audio clips that I have here because we're running out of short on time here on this hour. Before I get to the second hour, I wanted to play at least one of the clips. And this is uh, directly from the 2016 debates. Because, let me tell you something. I'm just completely fed up with the fact that they allow this to happen over and over and over and over again. I mean, at some point, okay, we got to get the gist of this. At some point, you got to say, okay, well, when is enough enough, right? At to, at what point are you going to start or stop, I should say, asking the same shit over again. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. How many times does, does Donald Trump really have to answer the same question over and over again? How many times? He's made to do so. In 2016, he was asked about white supremacy. Remember that? No, you don't remember that? Well, he was. They asked him point blank, uh, you know, do you denounce white supremacy? No shit he does. Why wouldn't he? I mean, I, I mean, he's not a white supremacist. He's never been one. But don't take my word for it. This is 2016. And then fast forward to Joe Biden and Donald Trump a couple nights ago, or, you know, uh, the, the first debate. And you're going to hear the same questioning of Donald Trump. Why isn't Joe Biden asked these questions? He's the one with the racist background. He's the one that had the stories about corn pop. Little Negro kids hopping on his lap. And how they just stroked the hairs on his legs. How Barack Obama was the first black man to ever speak like he does. And speak with you know this sense of integrity and excellent language skills and he, I mean he, he used all kinds of metaphors to Barack Obama like he was a savior right so what does it say about the rest of you black folks that you're dumb ignorant motherfuckers who don't speak right that's what he's saying when he talked about the racial jungle he's calling you jungle mon- monkeys that's what he's calling you he's a racist he says, I don't want my kids growing up in the jungle. Think about that. This is the guy the left wants you to vote for. A guy who's been in politics for 47 years, including the eight years with Obama as vice president. He has done more to harm the black community than anybody else. By his own admission, he's been involved since the 70s to the Obama era in every major crime bill that's passed, which has tore the black community apart. It's destroyed the black families. It's targeted African-American males. It's put black fathers in prison for petty crimes like first-time offenses on marijuana and shit like that, right? Guess uh, Guess who did that? Obama, Biden. Biden, Obama, Clinton. That's their era. 
But somehow they want to blame everything on Trump. These same cats, who are actually the ones that are doing this shit, are trying to blame the guy who just got into politics four years ago. Who was a business guy, who had nothing to do with any of these policies or anything. But it's all his fault. He is the destructor and the bringer of racism. What? Are you shitting me? So we're going to bypass the actual guy who was being racist for 40 years and blame a guy who doesn't have a racial issue in his background? And the more the most people are like, well, he's racist. Look what he said about the Mexicans. You dumb bastard. Mexicans are not a race. It's a culture. It's a heritage. It's a country that has many different races. They have black races. They have white Mexicans, black Mexicans, Asian Mexicans. It's a multi-part. It's like the U.S. It's just south of the border. And like every country, we need to have sovereign borders. And that's all the president was saying. We need to have our borders protected because the immigrants that are coming in, the illegals, look just like the rest of us. And they're coming in in droves by the thousands flooding our country with illegal aliens that we're not even, you know, looking into or, or researching the backgrounds correctly because we can't a lot of times. So yes, a lot of criminals were coming in. A lot of uh, MS-13 gang members were coming in. This is all fact. None of, the, none of this is fiction. This has all ad- been addressed by the, the Clintons, the Obamas, the Bushes. Before Trump, they all talked about this. But now since Trump talked about it, oh, well, now it's racist. Now it's, oh my God, what a racist, what a racist asshole. Because, folks, that's all the left has. When they have no way to beat you and you're a Republican, they always bring out the race card. Every single time. This is their get-out card. And when you look at Trump and you're like, denounce white supremacy, and he does it over and over and over again, and you still keep asking the same question, why is that? Why do we get this moment in 2016 and then again in 2020? On the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists. I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I sat down with the anchor of Fox News Sunday here in Studio One. Chris Wallace, welcome. You began this debate with a bang, asking Donald Trump about Mitt Romney's caustic attacks and then about David Duke and the KKK. Why did you start the debate that way? I, it was the news of the day. Uh, you have repeatedly well, criticized... Wait, I have to answer his statement. No, you have his repeatedly... Statement. Wait, you have repeat, no, you've been talking you back and forth. Okay, now, when it started becoming overtalk there, that, that's the 2020 election. You first heard the clip, and there was the 2016 election. And uh, that's uh, them asking Donald Trump to disavow the KKK and white supremacy, David Duke. He does it. Then Chris Wallace was interviewed and he was talking. I cut that off and then I, I put together the clip that shows, again, the 2020. Now, again, listen to the rhetoric. I'm going to go back a little bit here. Listen to how it starts. And immediately Chris Wallace, who just asked him, is really over-talking. He did more overtalking than anybody because, again, it was two against one, and it's going to be that way, unfortunately, from the looks of it, throughout the entire debate, all three of them. Listen to this again. You made a statement. I'm asking you. I would love to end it. I would love to end it. You know, if you want to switch seats, 
We, we can very quickly. We can do that, but I'm sending no, the National I, Guard. It would be over. There'd be no problem. Okay, but they but, don't want to accept the National Guard. You have repeatedly we, criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw? Now, I'm sure you heard Trump say, sure. I'm going to go and rewind this back, and then we're bringing it back to uh, where we're at right now. Here again from the beginning, same question. On the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists. I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I sat down with the anchor of Fox News Sunday here in Studio One. Okay, there you heard it, right? Totally disavow the KKK, David Duke, uh, which is white supremacy. Okay, he disavowed it. That means... He's not part of it, and he's done it over and over and over again because they keep asking him, I mean, at some point, get over that stupid question. And why don't you ask Joe Biden, who's also white, who again has put more black people in prison than anybody else? Why wasn't this, you know, a question for Obama, who built the cages to put the kids in cages? They didn't ask him that. Why is that? Why is it only President Trump who gets that question? I mean, can somebody answer that? Probably not. But you should be able to. You should be. You should have that information given to you. They don't want to give it to you because they don't want you to know. But you should know. The reason being is because this is all a staged game. The left is playing this game. They. It's called uh, like Nancy Pelosi said. It's the wrap-up smear. You keep throwing shit up against the wall, and even if it's a lie, you keep throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. Eventually, the media, the rest of the world. Everybody buys into it. They believe it, even if it's a lie. They've been lying about this guy for years, for the last four years at least. Before he was president, they loved him. But when he became president, they hated him because he beat Hillary and he ran into Republican. He's an outsider. He doesn't. He's not sold out to the oligarchs. Uh, he's not sold out to the George Soros of the world or the Mike Bloomberg's. He's his own guy. He speaks his own way. He talks like us. He's a real American patriot. He talks like the rest of us. He doesn't go up there and give you fancy speeches like Barack Obama. And folks, when you have a jackass like Barack Obama who's talking all fancy, that's an amigo numero uno. That's your number one enemy. Okay? So here, listen to the rest of this. And as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right wing. So what are you, what are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call him? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White proud supremacists and right proud, proud boys. boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing white supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what oh, his no, an idea. FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, we're then gonna, you know what? No, no, no we're, done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the your administration. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a, has a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa is a dangerous radical group. All right, gentlemen, group. we're now moving on. First of all, Joe Biden was lying. Nobody in the FBI uh, that belongs to the Trump administration has ever said that to Trump. That's a factually, completely made up lie. 
Okay, so Biden completely lied right there. Second of all, Antifa is a real group. They, they've been known about for years. There's nothing new. They, don't, they didn't just start. It's not a figment of our imagination. So that's lie number two. In one statement, Biden committed three or four lies, and Chris Wallace didn't call him out once. Not once. Okay, so who the hell's been burning shit down then? Joe Biden? It was not a T for Black Lives Matter. Who's been burning the cities down? But this this should outrage everybody. That audio clip alone should outrage everybody because it shows how hypocritical and how much of a liar Joe Biden is, and how much of a rig this election is geared to helping Joe Biden win. In fact, the reports are already coming out that he was wearing an earpiece. You can see the wire, and, and I noticed a couple of times he was like holding his ear, like you would do when you have an earpiece and you can't hear it right because there's too much noise going on in the background. So you try to like just make sure you push it in a little bit harder so you can hear what's going on and what you're being told. And that that was what's going on. He is so clueless that he's being fed what to say. That's why he's been hiding in his basement. He's been trying to perfect that skill of just repeating what they're telling you. You don't have a teleprompter. So he repeats what he said. And in fact, a couple of times where he's looking directly at the camera with his hands up like, like he's talking to you in the audience with the camera. The reason he's doing that is so he can quiet the room down so he can get what's being told to him. And he's looking at the camera to make it look like he's talking to you directly. That's a, that's a tactic, folks. That's misdirection. That's a guy who's been taught to do that when he probably can't hear what's being said properly or when he's trying to divert attention from the real questions. Every time Trump tried to go in and, I want to say go in for the kill, but go in to expose something, Chris Wallace will jump all over him. But yet, Biden called him a clown, talked, you know, said all kinds of things about Trump. Trump never insulted him once. He went after facts. He went after what he did for the economy. What he's, what he's going to do moving forward. Biden literally had no opposition, no policies, nothing. All he did was, well, we're going to we're going to build back better. What the fuck does that mean, build back better? What are, what are your policies? What are you going to do? Well, I'm down for the Green New Deal. Oh, yeah? You, you said before, I, I've seen you on record on video recently, saying that that's part of what you want to push, push is a Green New Deal. So are you for it or are you against it? Flip-flopping Joe. See, Joe Biden says whatever he has to say at the moment to get your attention, to get your vote. That's who Joe Biden is. He's a fake, a phony, a fraud. And if you, if you believe him, if you vote for this guy, shame on all of you for voting for the worst possible candidate. I mean, you think Hillary Clinton is bad as she is? Joe Biden literally denies committing a quid pro quo in, in Ukraine. He's on the video admitting to it, bragging about it, and yet he has the nerve to deny it. His own quid pro quo. Uh, no, can I be honest? It's a very important try to question. Be honest. No, I, he I stood up. No, he stood I, I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, sir. With a billion sir, dollars, if you don't get rid of the Russians, you know what? You're wait, not stop. true. You're doing it. You're going to have tape. true, gentlemen. Is, <laughs> I hate to raise Chris, my voice, but I see it tape. seems to be. Why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? So here's the deal. Good point. 
We have five, six. He's on tape. And you just heard him deny it. I mean, and Chris Wallace doing his best to cover for Biden. Folks, I don't know what, what else to tell you, but I mean, if you're this dumb, well then, I mean, by all means, just shoot yourself at this point, because I mean, there's no saving you. You're you're just stupid if you vote for that guy. I mean, you you really got to be fucking brain dead, or you, you're sold out to the left. It has to be one or the other. There, there can't be, you know, a, a third option here. You're either really stupid... Or you're completely sold out to the radical left. And you're a complete hypocrite Democrat who doesn't want to see the forest from the trees. It's one of the others. Uh, guys, we're going to be back in a few minutes here with more show inside the Jekyll's Head live on Thursday night. Right here on PSN-Radio.com, SoFlow Radio, and whoever else is picking us up. I think Global Enlightenment Radio Network might be picking us up. I'm not sure they're doing it tonight or not. But either way, shout-outs to them. Shout-outs to Jaffe Ryder. Of WPRPN and uh, the World Pirate Radio Network. And uh, shout outs to uh, all of you again listening in. Thank you for sticking by. I'll be right back with more. Until then, let's get triggered. Under President Trump, America has become safer and stronger with endorsements from countless veterans and first responders. Joe Biden received endorsement by Osama bin Laden after our brave warriors took him out which Joe Biden was against doing. What the reporting was accurate when I said I didn't say go, and I didn't. Bin Laden wrote his plan to attack Obama to make Joe Biden president, thinking that would be enough of a U.S. disaster in and of itself, expressing Biden is totally unprepared for that post, which will lead the U.S. into crisis. Joe Biden, China's candidate, Iran's candidate, and Osama's candidate. We need a president who terrorists and tyrants fear. I'm fighting for you and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. I'm Donald Trump and I approve this message. Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman and I am in fact a talk show host. But the Spud Goodman Show is more than just a talk show. Spud and his temporary co-host, Gerald. It's temporary permanent co-host. Super. Interview celebrities, welcome live musical guests, present fascinating feature segments, and take calls from an assortment of unique callers. Should I laugh now? And you can catch the Spud Goodman Show Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio. That is messed up, yo. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. 
And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy (laughs) s***. That was the... uh, Ten seconds of... uh, No. What are you... That was so convincing. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst f***ing denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying... Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Unidentified flying... Kids, confused about what to buy for the party this weekend? Don't know if you want to drink alcohol, beer, or an energy drink? Don't get confused. Get Loco. For Loco. It has everything that you want, and it's blue. Blue raspberry, lemon, orange. It all tastes like ass. Satan's ass, as a matter of fact. But once you feel the effect, you won't care anymore. As a matter of fact, after one can of Loco, you won't be tasting anything, except possibly dirt. Uh, which is what kava tastes like. For Loco. Get it now, before it gets banned in your state. Mmm, nasty. Sesame Street is celebrating its 25th anniversary. And here's your host, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, happy anniversary. Today's show is brought to you by the letter F. Four. What do you mean, four? Four's not a f***ing word. It's a f***ing number. What are you talking about over here? Funny. Funny? I'll give you funny. I'm supposed to be giving these f***ing kids an education over here. Purity, purity, fish. What the f*** kind of language is that anyway? I got your fish right here, you Scandinavian asshole. Friends. Just like me and Bert. Friends my ass. Everybody knows about you and your buddy Bert there. A couple of f***ing faggot puppets floating around here. Having different people put their hands up your ass, huh? What the f*** does that mean? You're a little bit more than friends, aren't you? This has been Joe Pesci. Happy anniversary, Sesame Street.
right, everybody, welcome back to the ultimate last hour here on uh, the Thursday night edition of Inside the Jackal's Head, live on psn-radio.com, again, SoulFlow Radio and Global Enlightenment Radio Network, and, of course, transmitting all over the world via the Internet. Thank you all again for listening in, whether it's live or it's on podcast, don't matter. Thank you for joining me and being part of the show. Uh, you know, the first hour went by real quick. I uh, played that clip at the end there, which again shows the hypocrisy of Chris Wallace, Fox News, the evil left, and so much that's happening in the world. If you guys want to contribute to the cause, please do so. Check me out on Patreon. We're at patreon.com forward slash Angel Espino. That's A-N-G-E-L-E-S-P-I-N-O. You can also find me on my personal website, angelespino.com. Again, that's angelespino.com, all one word. Easy to get there, easy to manage. Please join my Patreon page. Por favor, I, I need all the Patreon support and love I can get. And there's also a donate button on there for PayPal. You guys want to drop me a donation. All little helps. We are under lockdown, unfortunately, with my health. I cannot work at the moment, and I'm feeling the crunch. I really am. In fact, uh, you know, big news might be heading our way on uh, when it comes to PSN radio and my time on radio if I do not get some donor support because, uh, guys, it's, uh, it's starting to hemorrhage over here, so... Please go over there and uh, join the cause. Please help brother out. If you like the content that you are listening to right now and you want me to continue uh, you know, talking about these uh, topics and giving you the inside scoop of what's really happening from a real perspective and an honest perspective, please do me the honor of joining me on Patreon or sending your donations through PayPal. Very easy, very quick. And it would mean the world, considering the times we're in. doesn't have to be a whole lot. I'm not asking you to break the bank. A couple bucks here and there would help. But anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. Once again, go to angelespino.com for all that and more. All my podcasts are also listed there. If you guys want to listen to it for free, you can download everything right there. So literally there's thousands of hours worth of content at your fingertips. And all I'm asking is for small donations on my Patreon and my PayPal. And uh, the fun games will continue to, put, to go on as long as we can. Uh, as long as I can keep the lights on, I'm going to keep giving you straight and narrow and the way it is. And uh, there's forces that want to silence me. And uh, they know who they are. They talk behind my back. I, I see him. Some of the conversation they, they've had on Facebook about me, for no reason, because I've never been any heart to, harm to anybody, but I've seen what's been said, and uh, a lot of it is misinformation and not truthful stuff. Don't feed into a narrative just because you might know somebody. Because that somebody might be misinformed about me and might be filling your heads up with lies. So don't just uh, sit there and be like, yeah, you know, we read something on Facebook about you. And, yeah, we're not going to like you because of so-and-so said this and this about you. Do your own homework on me. Send me a message. I reply. I reply to everybody. In fact, if you want to email me, you can do so very simple 
There's two ways of doing it. You can send it directly to the network at info at psn-radio.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at psn-radio.com. Or you can do it directly to me at inside the jackal's head at gmail.com. Actually, no, I'm sorry. That's just the jackal's head at gmail.com. So the jackal, T-H-A, not T-H-E. Get it right, T X L T H A. The reason I do that is because my real name starts with an A, Angel. So I was like, let me incorporate the A in there. The. Early on, Carlos wanted to call me Duh, and I was like, Nah, I don't like Duh. But I'll go with the. But I'm gonna put an A in there just for the hell of it. So we compromised. That's what friends do. We compromised, and it was the Jackal. So it's T-H-A-J-A-C-K-A-L-S-H-E-A-D, the jackal's head, at gmail.com. And even uh, Daryl Odin uh, made this mistake. Uh, where he, I think he posted it on one of the shows we were on, and he spelled the jackal with the E, J-A-C-K-E-L. And I was like, no, it's with an A. And then he put the the with an E. And I'm like, no, that's with an A. Stop making that mistake. So, again, guys, it's with an A. Get the A in there and get the E the hell out. But anyway, uh, moving on into uh, back to the news here. Uh, we have another about hour to go here. before well, At the end of the hour, the show will be done. And uh, we'll be off for the night. This week coming up, I do have a really interesting uh, show on Sunday night. I have uh, the return of a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, and uh, one of my heroes in ufology, the great Stephen Bassett is going to be live with me. And uh, I love having him on. He's a, a fantastic person to interview. And right now, at this critical juncture that we're in in our country, Steve Bassett is a very important uh, voice to listen to because, again, this guy's been in the forefront of the battle for ending the, what, 70-year-long-plus embargo, possibly maybe longer, on technologies that are formed from this planet, on the UFO mysteries, the possibility that we're not alone and we've not been alone and we've known about it and we've hidden it from the public. He's been on that truth embargo, trying to destroy it for years. And folks with Space Force and with all the leaking of uh, Pentagon videos and all the stuff that they're admitting to, I think we're a lot closer to disclosure. And, and that's why I love having him uh, on the show because... Uh, Stephen is the guy who I, I said it once and I'll say it again. If disclosure happens, and when it does, because it'll, it'll happen one day, but I hope he's alive to see it. Uh, and I hope they, you know, they erect a, a statue of Steve Bassett somewhere. He's been in the forefront. He deserves it. He is one of the true pioneers of getting that truth embargo lifted and, and removed and have that veil of secrecy gone when it comes to the topic of UFOs and aliens. Will it work? Well, we'll see. It's so far, uh, the Pentagon's putting out some good stuff, so uh, tune in for that. That'll be Sunday nights at 10 
Sunday, Sunday coming up at 10. As you know, that's the uh, the other showtime. We have Thursdays and Sundays now for Inside the Jackal's Head. So please look into that. Bookmark it. Be there. And uh, it's going to be a fun show. Now, i got more clips here for this show tonight. I already, uh, like I said, addressed the Chris Wallace one. But that, to me, is really the most outrageous. Uh, outrageous. I mean, that's ridiculous. That he gets away with asking the same crap in two elections in a row. And then he jumps in every time the president is going to make a good point or say something important. Every single time. I suggest everybody goes back. I know some of you will be like, oh, it's so hard to watch. Not for me. Because I was paying attention. And when I saw the second time, you know, more things were popping up that I might have missed. And again, every time I was like, my God, this is a train wreck for the left because Joe Biden has no answers for anything. His whole misdirection was was like, well, Trump is evil, Trump is bad, vote for me. And then Chris Wallace would literally debate Trump. <laughs> it was it was pretty amusing. I mean, when you think about it, Trump had to call him up and say, I guess I'm debating both of you. And that's exactly what was going on. He was literally debating both these cats. Now, uh, if you guys, you know, think I'm, I'm playing when I say that, you know, Black Lives Matter are trained Marxists, and that Antifa are trained Marxists, don't take my word for it. This is audio from uh, Patrice Coolers. That's Coolers. Uh, it's uh, spelled Patrice. It's P-A-T-R-I-S-S-E. Her last name is Coolers. That's C-U-L-L-O-R-S. And uh, she is one of the people that started the Black Lives Matter. In her own very words, they're trained Marxists. I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might... um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, We uh, are trained Marxists. Um, We are uh, super... uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. That's it. Now, they're trained Marxists. Marxists lead to socialism, communism, the whole shebang. That's Black Lives Matter, folks. That's Antifa. The imaginary groups that Joe Biden and Jerry Nadler thinks, eh, they're just part of our imagination. Because to them, you know, they can never admit that these groups are real because this is what they're going to start doing. They're going to start blaming the Proud Boys. They're going to start blaming uh, white supremacy for the, the looting, the violence. That's their next move. I'm telling you right now. Don't be surprised if you're going to start seeing them say, oh, all the violence in the cities, all the riots, all, all the burning of buildings, that was all Trump's white supremacists. They were all in blackface. And some of them were pretending to be part of the alphabet community. But it was all Trump's people. That's what they're going to feed you. They'll tell you, oh, see, Antifa's not real. That's made up by Trump. 
Trump made them up. That's part of his imagination. He made them up because he wanted to burn it all down. Folks, they're projecting, and they're going to keep projecting, what they're doing. Because that's how this the wrap-up smear works. They do it, they pretend that it wasn't them, and then they say it was the other person. Nancy Pelosi got caught at the hairstyle around doing this. What did she do? She told everybody, oh, you got to contact and trace. Trace and contact. You got to get tested. Testing, testing, testing. Data, data, data. Science, science, science. Until she needed a hairstylist. Then I was like, yeah, fuck all that shit. Do as I say, not as I do. She forced the salon to open up. And uh, some hair salon dude to open up and have his seat open for her. While the shop owner herself was going out of business, while hundreds of salons and hair places in in San Francisco and California are going out of business, Nancy Pelosi needs her hair done. So Nancy Pelosi does what she wants to do. Folks, it's not about wearing a mask. It's not about being locked into your home. It's not about any of this stuff. This is all bullshit. This is all meant to scare you. It is all fear tactics. It's fear mongering. They want to scare you to make you their puppet so you're scared, beaten, and you will vote for them or else. Okay, now I saw footage, uh, and you really can't capture this on on audio, so you have to see it on YouTube. But there was um, a guy who um, shot himself, a black dude, shot himself in front of a mall a couple months back. I don't know if you guys remember the story, I can't remember the name of the guy, but uh, he shot himself in front of the mall. He had just, uh, I think, raped or beat up a, a young woman or something. He was running from the police before the police even catches up to him. He's in front of the, the the opening of the mall where the doors are. There are a couple of kids sitting in the, the, in the, in the uh, front of the, the mall. He shoots himself in the head. You see it on a camera. Uh, the, the CC cam that's picking everything up. You see him pull the gun out, point it at himself, kills himself, okay? At the same time as this is happening, there are other cameras around the area that are picking up people and just regular black folks within the mall, within other parts of the uh, location, that are looking uh, at buying some, they're shopping, they're grocery shopping, whatever it is. The moment the word went out that uh, uh, the cops were after this black dude and he was killed, they all started rioting and mobbing. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. People that were sitting there about to buy merchandise said, fuck it, and started breaking shit and stealing it. So that's what we have now. Now the cops can't even chase a bad guy who just raped or beat up a woman. We have to let him go because if he dies even at his own hands, my God, they're going to burn our buildings down. They're going to shoot us and burn the cities down. Now that was an accidental, I think, false flag narrative where the word went out and these people are so triggered to act out in violence and they're already so paid to do so because a lot of these folks that are out there were being paid to act on violence that's something that they're looking into now because they're they're trying to track these people down who are funding these people and I'm pretty sure William Barr is going to have some charges pretty soon 
uh, coming to, to some very rich, wealthy people. Mike Bloomberg is someone uh, who's being looked at heavily right now for funding the release of uh, how many people from prison, giving them money so they can go vote and cause riots and problems. And he's a billionaire. He doesn't give a shit. He never gets in trouble. That's the problem. These Some of these evil billionaires don't give a shit because nobody holds them accountable. It's time there be to, for them to be held accountable. It really is. Like, Mike Bloomberg deserves to be treated with a treason act. He's, he's committed treason. Hell, you might even be able to charge him with a RICO act. Okay? Uh, I mean, who let Joseph um, Rosenbaum out of prison early? And Rosenbaum, for those of you who might not be aware of the name, that's the guy in the red shirt who uh, supposedly was killed by Kyle Rittenhouse. Like the 17-year-old kid in Kanisha, I spoke about him earlier. Uh, Joseph raped five boys. He was in prison for raping five underage boys. He's a pedophile. Convicted pedophile. Released early from prison by a donor. And he was an Antifa member. And on top of that, a racist. He was on video calling people the N-word. And I don't mean nagger, I mean nigger. He was calling people nigger, nigger, he's using the N-word. Okay? That's the guy who got shot and killed. That's the guy who the media wanted to portray as a good guy, and they wanted to make uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse the bad guy. Or oh, evil militia teenager, 17-year-old with a gun, shooting people and killing them. Look at this poor innocent victim. A pedophile child rapist is not an innocent victim. And if you watch the the footage that was leaked out of uh, Kanisha, at no point does Cal deserve to be charged for murder. He is being chased. He's being shot at. At one point, he's on the ground, and they're hitting him with a skateboard. What do you do if you're in this situation and you have a gun? You shoot to kill to save your own ass. There's no murder charges there. He's running away. They're running after him. They're hitting him. They're throwing shit on him. They're shooting at him. He has to defend himself. Clear-cut case. He should be at home chilling right now. Okay, not fighting for his life and freedom. What's going on is a disgrace, is a disaster. And if we do not wake up right now, we do not open our eyes right now. We're going to lose not only the country, we're going to lose our freedoms, we're going to lose our rights. And uh, for all you white folks who think it's going to be A-OK, because you're, right now you're all gung-ho about Black Lives Matter and Antifa, if a race war were to happen, do you think that the opposite races are going to like say, OK, you whiteies, you're on our side, you're OK? No, they're going to go run through you like the flu. Because they still see your skin color as a problem. AOC, who's Latina, comes from Puerto Rico. They're very democratic. They're heavy socialist. Um, that's why they haven't become part of the U.S. Because they're socialist uh, island. They're a, a commonwealth, but they're not, they're not an actual state. Because what that would do is it would flood the courts with more communist, socialist, leftist, judges 
senators, Congress people, and they'll completely destroy this country. It's one of the reasons why they've been held out, and they've actually held themselves out a couple times when they've had a chance. And I agree with the the Republicans that not giving them that chance a couple times because again, they that's what they would do. In fact, they were even saying that up to you know a couple of days ago, this was the agenda. If the president nominated a replacement for uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, that was going to be their their answer back, their blowback. Well, if you do your constitutional duty and replace the judge while you're the president, if you do that, if you follow the actual constitution, well, we're going to break the constitution. We're going to go ahead and, and do things our way. Right? That's what they're saying. And we're going to pack the courts, pack the judges. We're going to make it so you'll never be able to win again. We're going to make uh, two states that are completely democratic, like... Uh, we want to make two more states that are completely democratic, like bringing in the island of of Puerto Rico and making them an official state. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to make Washington, D.C., which is also having democratic, or at least they've been so far uh, for a long time. Uh, they're going to make them an official state. So now you have two socialist leftist states added to it here already. Folks, that's a game changer. That flips everything in their favor. And this is not about Republican or Democrat at this point. This is about extremists who want to destroy this country that have completely taken over the Democratic Party. When I was young and I became a Democrat, um, it was because of some of the philosophies of, of liberalism that I agreed with. I still do agree with some of the philosophies of liberalism. And uh, I still think that some of them is on point. Some socialist uh, programs are good. I don't deny that. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat anymore. I, I left and walked away from the party. Why? Because it wasn't me. They radicalized it. They destroyed the Democratic Party. And the only ones that I see that are at least trying to hold things together are on the Republican side. And while I'm independent now, I'm voting Republican across the board. The only Democrat that I considered voting for was Tulsi Gilbert. And they've, I mean, Tulsi has been uh, called a Russian asset by Hillary Clinton. Anybody who, uh, you know, goes against the Clinton regime, it's liable now a communist and uh, liable a, a Russian supporter. That's the, that's the, even in their own party, that's the gist of it. If you go against Hillary, you're, you're a Russian asset. Mind you, she's the one that went to Russia. She's the one that went to the Steele dossier uh, with Christopher Steele. She's the one that uh, had the Russian oligarchs, uh, you know, pay her money for and she paid them money for fake information. She's the one that dealt with Putin in the past. She's the one with all the Russian connections. Joe Biden's son is one that had to deal with the uh, mayor of Russia's wife. Uh, who gave him, I don't know how much money she gave him. Uh, Joe Biden has a connection to China, the communist China. Not the, not the people, the the actual government of China. That's why he got the name Joe China. He's the one with the connections to Russia. Okay, but they're projecting that to Trump because, again, projection wrap-up smear. That's what they're doing. And you idiots that are falling for it, 
are drinking the Kool-Aid. Because you've been indoctrinated over the last five years to think orange men bad. Trump bad. Trump's a racist. I've gotten into this argument with people and ask him, well, name something racist he said or done in the last four or five years, or the last 10, 20 years. Nobody could give me a single fucking answer. Nobody. But you bring up Joe Biden, I can bring you a dozen examples of his racist behavior. You ain't black if you don't vote for me. Really, Joe? I guess we're not black. Because we ain't voting for your ass. I mean, this is ridiculous, guys, how these folks get away with it over and over and over and over again, and nobody calls them out on their bullshit. And the ones that do get taken off the air, they completely get blackballed. Nobody wants to hear from them. Uh, You know, if Biden wins, do you think there's going to be any conservative media left? At all? I mean, do you think Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh or any of these uh, people are going to have a platform? Part of the restructuring that they're going to do is they're going to erase the conservative views from all media. Well, they've been doing that already. They've already infected uh, Fox News with their con- with their liberal extremist people like Chris Wallace and, and them. I mean, this is as clear as day. You have to just turn on the, the news and you'll see it. And it's not just uh, because he's the president, but it's since he's been elected, it's been a 24-hour like ad campaign on all these news media outlets hating on Trump on everything. Mind you, here we are talking about him, you know, and not down-talking white supremacy, Okay. This is a guy who just got nominated for his third Nobel Peace Prize. A lot of you don't even know that. Why? Because the news media doesn't want to cover it. Three Nobel Peace Prizes in a couple months. Three. That is unheard of. Never has happened. Okay? And one of the major ones, he brought peace in parts of the Middle East that nobody has seen in centuries. He has not gotten into any new wars. This is the guy who won the Easter Island Award years ago with Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali present. What part of this is racist? I don't get it. If he was a racist, he's the worst racist on the planet because he's doing everything against being a racist. He's the most inclusive person that I've ever seen in the White House. Now, I understand that transgender people might not like him because he did something which was very logical and and as as far as I'm concerned, it was right. When he said, listen, you can be transgender, you can be whatever you want, but if you go into the army with the agenda of when you come out, you won't have a sex change on a taxpayer dollar, that's morally wrong. Pay for yourself. That's a cosmetic switch that you need to do on your own. Taxpayers want to pay for that shit. I don't want to pay for you to cut your dick off. That's none of my business. If you want to go have a sex change, be, be, it's fine by me. Be who you ever want to be. Nobody's stopping you, fruitcake. Be whoever you want to be, snowflake. Buttercup, whatever you want me to call you. I'll call you man, woman, child, number two pencil, whatever you want. I don't care. 
Live your life. But don't expect my tax dollars to pay for your shit just because you did a couple of years overseas and, you know, you, you didn't even fight for the, the country. You just went in, did a little tour, and then came back home. And now all of a sudden, we're going to pay for you to cut your dick off. It doesn't work that way. It should never have. It should never work that way. So I was on board with that. I was on board with them removing the ability for transgenders to go into regular bathrooms. Why? Because that creates the, it might not always happen, but it, it raises this, the uh, problem of rape of women in the bathrooms. Yes, it does. Some men will dress like women just to go into a women's bathroom to rape them. And that's a problem. We, you know, when you put institutions that are not, you, you put things like that, or, no, that's not really an institution, but when you do things like that to an institution that's not normally built for that kind of uh, behavior or interaction, people that are perverted and are going to have the, the worst mindset are going to go ahead and do a lot of these things that nobody else would. Why? Because they're corrupt, crooked, and they're brainless, and they have evil thoughts in their heads. So they go ahead and they do these things. That's why you have rape, you have murder, you have kidnappings, you have child trafficking, you have molestations, you have all these evil acts that happen because people have bad seeds. Not everybody's bad, not everybody's good, but there are bad seeds out there who do bad things. You can never stop racism. You can never stop evil people. As long as we have people on the planet, you're going to have both. It's just the way it is. And for those of you who are like, well, we're going to turn down the police and the government and we're going to build it back up something better. Yeah, who's going to lead you? Huh? When your mom is at home and somebody breaks into her house, who's she, who's she going to call? can call the police now, right? They're defunded. As Charles Barkley put it, who's she, who's she going to call? Ghostbusters? I mean, it's like people don't think when they make these assumptions that everything's going to be okay. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be rosy. Oh, Donald. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of Hollywood hates him because of Rosie O'Donnell uh, and the uh, back and forth they had for a couple of years, which he totally won, by the way. Rosie was not that smart at all. Speaking of not smart, I love this interchange uh, back and forth between uh, Joe Biden and the president, where the president just uh, he, he called him out on not being smart, and it's, it's a fact. Like Joe Biden's an idiot. He's been an idiot. He said it himself that he says stupid things. You just gotta listen to him. He, even when he was like Trump says, in, in, when he was in prime time, he still was an idiot. This is hysterical. Listen to this. Smart. Uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to so. Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done well, nothing. Let's have this debate. And if we'll you would have had, let me just tell you something, Joe. No, if you would have had the charge of what I was put through. I had to close the greatest economy in the history of our country. And by the way, now it's being built again. And Biden's uh, big solution is, well, we'll build it back better. But he gives no real uh, reason how he's going to do that. He just says words, guys. They're empty phrases, 
empty words that he's learned that he's been taught for months as he's hiding in, in his basement. I like the fact that he said that Trump needs to get out of his bunker. And I'm like, dude, you've been in a basement for eight months. What the hell are you talking about? Like, you got some fucking nerve, Joe Biden. Like, to talk about him? Really? When when you've done what exactly for the last eight months? Uh, anytime we see you at a rally or anything else, uh, well, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you are you're give a, a two-minute speech, and then you leave. You don't take any questions from uh, the crowd. You don't take any questions from the media because you can't. Uh, and, and even with a teleprompter there, you still can't. That's why the debates, the only reason you got through it is because you had help from Chris Wallace and Earpiece. Let's just face it, uh, if Biden doesn't get that kind of support, there's no chance that he even looks remotely capable or sane enough to go against Trump. Trump ate him for lunch. And he did so with even another guy trying to stop him. That's the amazing part of the whole thing. Like, the entire time he's going at Biden, Chris Wallace is again there, like, interrupting, not allowing him to make a point. Even when he's making a really excellent point, wouldn't let him. I mean, if you're on the fence at all, folks, if you're one of these uh, individuals like myself, like I was for a while, and you don't know who you want to vote for yet, I was being in 2015, 2016 until I figured out it was going to be Trump. But if right now, today, if you're still on that fence and you have no idea what you know it is that you're voting for or who it is you're voting for, there's something really, really wrong with you. Uh, because at this point, you really should know. Uh, and there is going to be, I believe, a real red wave coming uh, to this world where you're going you're gonna to see the next uh, this election coming up in, in November next month I do predict there's going to be a wave of people that are going to vote for Trump that are not even saying it and I hope that he wins by a landslide he's going to almost have to win by a landslide because the fix is in and uh, the rig is in and uh, even if these trained Marxists lose the election. They plan to cause more problems, more riots, more problems, folks. Think about that. They don't plan to go away easily. That's why we have to not only win the White House, we have to win the Senate and the Congress. We've got to remove these evil Congress people. The Fraud Four, or the Fraud Squad, I should say, the Nancy Pelosi's, or the Jerry Nadler's, the Adam Schiff, Cory Booker. All these people are just evil leftist assholes who want to destroy this country. I mean, there's no more about it than that uh, to be said. I mean, really, what more can you say? Other than that, you know, it, it, it is 
what it is because the situation that we're in. And again, if you guys don't wake up, you're going to completely ruin this country by allowing the evil people that want to destroy it to destroy it. And what really aggravates the hell out of me is when I see uh, people like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, coming out and endorsing Joe Biden. And I'm like, dude, you've never been a person who's gone uh, into like politics. Why now? Why, why a guy who's a racist? The Rock, who is a multimillionaire, I guess doesn't understand that if the tax policies of Joe Biden and the Green New Deal happen, he's not going to have the money he has now. He's going to lose it all. I don't think he, I don't think he gets that. I don't think a lot of these uh, rich people understand, you know, in, especially in Hollywood. I don't think they understand what they want. Thinking it's going to be okay for them, it's not going to be okay for them. And if they continue down this path of creating a race war, it's going to end really bad for them if they're white. Look what happened to Jimmy Kimmel on the uh, the awards show the other night. Or was it the Golden Globe Awards or whatever it was? The Emmys? Hold on, I don't know. Some of these stupid awards. Jimmy Kimmel's a racist, leftist, socialist asshole himself, who's been in blackface many times, was on stage and basically he had to like bow down because he was being canceled culture, or you know he was being canceled uh, by cancel culture. I mean they're literally going after Jimmy Kimmel. He even had to leave for a while because of the whole blackface scandal, so he left the airways for a while. Why? Because he was being blackballed basically and he said okay I'm going to remove myself give you enough time to kind of forget it and then when I come back I'll do a show and and everything will be okay and so it was because his people behind the scenes are covering for him because he's one of them he's going to say whatever he needs to say against the president against the government to keep himself alive and in power he's another sellout Okay, this is not me making it up. This is a fact. Okay, this is the yeah. Oh, after this, look into the homework. He went away when the whole blackface scandal broke out. Why was that? Why did he do that? Why? Because well, he's an idiot. He knows he's an idiot. He's a racist. He knows he's a racist. This is his only out. That's it. So, again, we have to vote for this guy, Joe Biden, right? This is the guy who's going to lead the world. My entire career to work closely with you. From the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago, <laughs> you know, as well as my tenure as vice president. 180 years ago, he said that he got there 180. 80 years ago. That's him misreading the teleprompter, folks. And that's him reading back an answer. This guy has no original thought. He is told what to say. He's the ultimate puppet for the left. He's being told what to say over and over again. Kamala Harris is going to be running the show 
along with her evil oligarchs, her you know her puppet masters, but she's the the perfect puppeteer, along with Joe Biden. See, he's the face, she's the intermedium, and the brains of the operations are the ones paying them, and they're the ones who are going to really be destroying the country by leading in their agenda. What again is their agenda? destruction of the constitution the takeaway of our freedoms and sovereignty taking over the the country in a whole by draining its resources depleting the military destroying the police defunding our schools completely into submission so they only teach their leftist marxist ideology so in other words they're really halfway there with the with the institutions of of higher learning because high schools, colleges, they're really teaching this leftist shit. The few of them that don't are going to be completely switched over or else. And, again, Michelle Obama didn't just warn if Trump would win that there would be problems. She said flat out, if he wins... There's going to be more problems on the streets. That's a warning. That's a threat. She didn't just hint at it. She didn't just say it as a passing comment. No, no, no. She threatened this country. That if Trump wins, there's going to be more civil unrest and more problems. How does she know? Of course she does. She's in on it. She's a part of the game plan. She knows all about what's happening because her husband is also in on it. They're the ones that created the whole Russia hoax to inspire on Trump. They're the ones that created the entire narrative of uh, Black Lives Matter. They had people from Black Lives Matter in the White House when Obama was president. Remember Obama used to like smooch and and. Uh, used to be buddy buddies with uh, all the rappers and Beyonce and all this nonsense. And how Beyonce was, uh, according to Michelle Obama, she was the greatest inspiration to her daughters. A woman who dressed like a whore on stage. Great inspiration to her daughters. Gee, I wonder why her daughter's a whore now. I wonder why your daughters came out kind of slutty, drug addicts. Uh, way to go, Mother of the Year. By the way, how did it work out sending your older daughter to work with Harvey Weinstein, the biggest rapist in Hollywood? How does that work? And they all knew that he was a rapist, by the way. That's that's not nothing new. Everybody knew that. He was a rapist, that uh, he was dirty, that Harvey Weinstein was part of the socialist left that was causing all kinds of problems. But nobody would say nothing because, again, they take care of their own. This human trafficking, the pedophilia, uh, the left is completely knee-deep in all this shit. And it's all funded by the same people, the same human traffickers, same oligarchs who have been working behind the scenes for a century now to turn this country into a bigger version of of Nazi Germany. Now, it doesn't have to be all Aryan white people. That's the misconception that people make. They all say, well, see, Marxist means all white Aryan people. No. 
I just played you a clip of a black woman who created or was one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter. And she's flat out telling you that they take their ideology directly from Marxism. The same Marxism that fueled the Nazi Germans. This is Nazi Germany happening all over again, folks. The only thing is they're flipping the script on the on the race that's doing it. It wasn't right then, it's not right now. It's never going to be right. You want to fight racism? You don't fight racism by becoming a bigger racist and doing a genocide. And doing and destroying a country that has nothing to do with racism. They abolished racism here, what, 200 plus years ago? 300 years ago, whatever it was. I mean, we had civil rights movements in this country. How long ago when, when uh, Martin Luther King was uh, having a dream? Remember that, guys? By the way, he was a Republican. The guy who freed the slaves, Lincoln, was a Republican. The guys who uh, allowed women to vote were male Republicans. The people who, uh, you know, were in favor of the civil rights movement were all Republicans. The ones who were against it were the Democrats, the creators of the Jim Crow law. Who overturned Jim Crow? The Republicans. So when they're giving you your freedoms, and they're trying to work hard for the people of this country, the Democrats are working against you, the black people, you keep voting for these dickheads. Over and over again. And then when you have somebody who breaks out, like Candace Owens, who's a brilliant woman, and one day I think she should be president if everything goes according to uh, plan, and we kept, you know we get to keep our country you know sane and a republic. I do think that she would run for president one day, and by God, she has my vote. She's a, she's an amazing woman. But when somebody like her comes out in the African American community, they call her a Russian asset. Now I've never been to Russia. But I'm pretty sure they don't have black Russians in Russia. Okay, I don't think that exists. But be that as it may, she's not a Russian asset. She does not work for Putin. She does not work for Trump. She's an independent thinker. She voted for Trump because she felt that he was the right candidate. She walked away from the Democratic Party because it was full of crap. That's why I walked away, because I was tired of the nonsense and the besmirching of the rest of humanity. I was tired of the lies. I was tired of the, of the nonsense. I was tired of the complete and utter failure of doing what's right for the people. And I saw it for myself. I dealt with it. When Obamacare hit, guess what? Threw me off of my coverage. I cannot afford Obamacare. My health is so bad, I can't even get a job right now, and I'm feeling the crunch. I'm hemorrhaging money. I have no money to possibly keep the bills on or keep the lights on in the upcoming months. We're in lockdown. I can't get a job one way or the other because of my health and because of the lockdown. That's that's the position I'm in. And all that is, again, because of the Democrats. If my health, which is bad, if I was allowed to have coverage, it would be easier for me to get Medicaid, Medicare, and get help. Maybe get on disability. It is nearly impossible for me to get all that now because of my age, because I used to make good money, and because you know right now things are kind of like messed up and they they're not giving away those things until after the election and everything goes back to normal, right? Maybe, maybe not. 
either way, folks, uh, you know, I'm running out of time here. We only have a few minutes left. But I wanted to say that, that in final thought, this is a crucial election coming up. This is probably the most important election that I first, you know, have had in my entire lifetime. I'm 42 years old. Uh, I just hope I'm able to go and vote in person, and I'm and I hope I'm able to live to see Trump win a, a re-election. I don't know how good my health is. I don't know how, how long I'll last. Uh, usually, I've always looked at myself as one of the guys that in the outbreaks or the uh, you know those that upcoming zombie apocalypse or alien invasion or asteroids that hit the planet, I'd probably be one of the first fuckers to go. So, you know, I'd be one of the first ones to die. So far, I'm still here. And uh, I think uh, the fact I'm still here is because I take care of myself a little bit, at least. Uh, I, you know, I, I social distance. I do wear a mask. When I have to, even though I don't think masks are really doing much, social distancing works a little bit better because at least it creates a little space for the virus not to be able to travel because it travels, what, five, six feet? Then it starts going down and it hits the floor, you know, and you spit it out. So if you're six feet away, it helps a little bit here and there. And I've been locked in a lot over the last few months because of my leg issue and my health. So I've been able to kind of stay afloat and stay alive. But, yeah, I'm hemorrhaging money. I do need your support uh, on Patreon. And, again, go to my website, angelespino.com, and uh, go to my Patreon page. Donate. Support the show, support the cause, help me out uh, if you can. A few bucks here and there. People are like, "Well, you know, I don't want to, you know, blow the bank." I'm not asking you to. If I get four or five thousand people all to donate two bucks a month, that takes care of everything. That keeps me going, keeps the network going, keeps the show alive. It keeps everything running nice and smooth. Two bucks by all my friends. That's all I need. Five of you really, if you really care. 10 if you really, you know, love me. 15 if A, I'm your buddy. Whatever. The Patreon page has all the tiers. If you want to go in there, all the different categories. Plus, if you want to be a show in the network, I put it on there also. 25 bucks gets you, a, you know, a good spot. If you go to psn-radio.com, we also have there how do you, you, uh, you can become a show host. And it'll be produced by myself or the producers on the network. We'll produce for you. We'll help you out. But you, you know, please help us out by donating to the page. Again, angelespino.com is the website. That's my personal website. psn-radio.com is the main network that I broadcast my show on. And I want to keep it going. I just don't know if financially I can after the next couple of months because I am hemorrhaging money, guys. And I'm not even kidding about that. I've been doing that for a long time, running the networks for a decade now. And I've never asked for a penny. I've always been out of pocket because I've had good work. Now I have no work. And now I need my friends to come through for me. And if uh, you know they see fit, please go ahead and, and uh, drop in uh, a couple bucks onto the Patreon every month. That's all I ask for. If you don't want to hear me anymore, you want to see me completely gone, then hey, you know, I'll probably be in the street somewhere homeless in a few months. Because, you know, the bills got to get paid. And if I can't work and I can't get a disability and Obama screwed me. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm asking for 
the donations for a reason. So again, go to patreon.com forward slash Angel Espino. Look me up on there. I'm also now on rumble.com. If you go to rumble.com forward slash Angel Espino, I'm going to be posting all my videos on there, which uh, gets monetized immediately, and uh, supposedly they're much better than YouTube at monetizing videos. Uh, so go to rumble.com. And check out my page. Look up for Angel Espino. You're going to see a bunch of my videos that are coming up soon. I'm on Parlor. Also, look up Angel Espino and Parlor. Real Angel Espino, I think, on Parlor. That's what uh, the URL. So, I think it's parlor.com forward slash Real Angel Espino. Try that or just try Angel Espino. I get confused. I have so many. So, it's either Angel Espino or Real Angel Espino. Those are my three main ones. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, all of them, Angel Espino. YouTube.com forward slash Angel Espino. Very simple. YouTube.com forward slash Angel Espino. You'll find my videos on there as well. Subscribe. You know, give me the thumbs up when you see my videos posting. All that stuff helps. Uh, but the main thing that helps is the Patreon page and the, the PayPal page. Please look into that as much as possible. Till, uh next time, guys, we're uh, about a minute away here from wrapping up. Uh, it's been two hours. It's gone by real quick, and it's been just me. We're going to get more of that in the future as I don't want to book up every single show with guests. Uh, like I said, when I brought the show back, I wanted to make this more of an interactive show. Uh, but also, I wanted to give you more of my opinion. And uh, this is uh, kind of me doing that. And uh, hopefully in the future, we get more and more interaction from you, the, the listeners. Uh, not just through podcasts and email questions, which I'm going to start reading more and more of in the future. But by you calling in, it's easy to call in PSN Radio on Skype. It would be the, the way to go. On the YouTube page, I'm going to have... Uh, video uh, on there which is not going to be part of this show it's going to be just directly for that channel and it's going to be exclusive to that channel i have over 4,000 plus subscribers already but i need more and as as uh as soon as the more original content goes in there the monetizing will begin and that might help a little bit but again the patreon page the uh paypal that's the way to uh, really help me out right now so uh, guys until next time until we meet again on Sunday with Steve Bassett, this has been Inside the Jackal's Head. I am Angel Espino, the host of Inside the Jackal's Head. This is my crazy kooky show, and uh, it's really a crazy, crazy kooky time we're living in. So until next time, stay safe, stay alert, stay alive. Talk to you on Sunday, guys. Please come back. <laughs>